You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Gastroenteritis Blues. Uh, we have we have wonderful news. You're hearing it here first. Uh, the Sixers have traded for James Harden. Ben Simmons is long gone. Uh, today's a joyous day. My name is Steve Whitman. I'm joined as always, as always. currently, there it is, currently with Dan Volpone. Emily Cannell is on her way back in. Um, she'll be here any moment, we promise. We're streaming live right now on YouTube. Uh, if you're listening to this um, at a later date, you are listening to it as a podcast version. But today's a fucking great day. They have made the Ben Simmons trade, which we've been begging uh, Daryl to do for a long time. And it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing. Dan, I need to go to you first. I mean, this Ben Simmons thing has been terrorizing us for a long time. We can see Emily. <laughs> this day is really coming up gastro. Um, Dan, Dan, let me start with you, buddy. Uh, tell me about your reaction. Tell me about where you were when you got the news. I know that you did not respond right away. I think that um, uh, we had all sort of uh, assumed that you were like overcome Dad. with emotion. Um, yeah, dead from pure joy. But tell us about uh, what happened when when this news broke and, and take us through it. Yeah, I mean, there was like a pretty short window of, of today, like maybe a 20 minute window when I absolutely could not like even check my phone just to look at it. Um, and the trade happened right in that window. So I was uh, I was I was in, in like a uh, like a, a breakout room, like answering questions with prospective students at school and um, I, the session ended and I was like, well, you know, I figured going in when I couldn't check my phone, like that was probably taking it to three, you know, it's, it's fine. Like it's not going to happen right now. Like it, of all the times it could happen. So of course it happened right in that, like at the very beginning of that window. So I didn't like miss five minutes of all the excitement. I missed like the first like 20 minutes of everyone getting like crazy. And, and like, it was like old news by the time I saw it, but I, I, I knew it happened before I even saw it because I like flipped over my phone before I even unlocked it. Like, it's like, I can't see the previews till I unlock it. Like I had like text from like 12 different people and like a missed FaceTime and like a bunch of Twitter notifications and Bleacher Report. I was like, it has to be this. Like, there's no way everyone wants to talk to me all of a sudden if it's not this. Um, yeah. And I was so happy. I couldn't get work done for a while. I was just running around my apartment like a child. It was awesome. <laughs> it was, it was fantastic. Um, Emily, take me through. First of all, wonderful to see you. Uh, Emily had some video issues earlier, um, but it all worked out. 
Emily, take me through uh, how you saw it and your immediate reaction when you saw it. Um, I was in a patient's room and someone <laughs> and someone we talk about basketball quite frequently on my floor and someone stopped by to the pop their head in and was like it happened and like told me the trade while I was like with the patient quick um but yeah so that's how I found out and then I left when I was done with my session I left the room and I had like texts from you guys and well not Dan because I thought he died and my dad and Jordy and everyone, Jordy's was very like deadpan. It was just like, it happened, period. And I was, I was like, oh, um, but yeah, that's where I was. I was very excited. I was happy he was gone. I'm sad to give up Seth and Andre, but I think it was a fair price to pay. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not like too beat up about it. I mean, would I have liked to not give them up? Sure, that would have been great, but it was, that's not realistic. So I know this isn't, your job. So I know that. But I like to think of you in the room with the patient. The patient is uh, inches from death and you have the the things you rub together and the patient is like gasping for air and and somebody's like Emily they they did the trade and you're like, "Oh, um was Matisse in it?" and the, it's like <laughs> beeping and 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 you're like, "What are the protections on the 2027 pick?" And it's like <laughs> the patient's dead and you're like, "Ah." Oh. I thought that that, that didn't happen. Didn't I don't happen. even do that on patients. No. I uh, was just hanging out with someone. It was really Great. quite, quite. That's simple. much better. Yeah. Um, so uh, I don't think I put down my phone all week. This has consumed me completely. I don't. I, my screen time. Uh, my is screen time is a disgrace horrific, right now. Absolutely horrible. Bloodbath. Tarantino movie. It's going to be. I'm terrible. like. I'm like checking it. Like when they think you pick it up. You know what I mean? Like I've been like checking it every couple minutes in the shower. Like, yeah. be like, I'm washing my hair and then it's like, anything happened? Yeah. Like, this was on like yeah. Saturday when it was probably not going to happen. Like, Why don't you just not. turn your notifications on and then you would know? My my phone is always on silent. Yeah, me too. Mm, okay. Well, yeah. maybe in the shower, put it on noise so you can you have a notifications. You have a point. However, I didn't think of it and the trade already It's happened, not a permanent so selection. Over. You can toggle it. It changes. That as... sounds like a ton of work. The millennial thing. Yeah, exactly. So the deal ends up being uh, James Harden for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, um, Andre Drummond, um, uh, two first round picks. Oh, and and Paul Millsap also comes to Philadelphia. The uh, the haggling seems like it was about in recent days Seth Curry. Um, versus Matisse Thibel. And it ended up being, I think there was some reporting that the Sixers included an extra first round pick to keep Matisse Thibel out of it. So there was debate among, among Sixers fans recently about including Seth versus including Matisse. I have been in the camp recently of keeping Matisse versus keeping Seth. That I don't think is the majority voter. Maybe it is, but not necessarily with some... I just really wanted to keep Matisse in this. I think that your perimeter defense would really struggle. And now I know that, you know, for me at the end of the day, as long as Maxi was out of it, I would have made it happen. You know, as long as we had the Joel, Maxi, and Harden core, I would have made it happen. But I really wanted to keep Matisse out of this so that we had a premier perimeter defender. Um, but Emily, were, were you preferring to keep 
Matisse out of this over Seth? Or were like, if you had to do one or the other, obviously the Sixers ended up giving up Seth in this. Um, Cause obviously you get shooting and playmaking in a big way with Harden. And now you have your high level perimeter initiator in Harden. Like um, what was this your preference to keep Matisse over Seth? Um, I think it's a smarter thing to do. I think at this point right now, Seth is like a better player, but I think that oh, yeah. Matisse fits our needs better. So I, and Harden kind of is better at things that Seth does. Um, so I think it's the smarter move trade wise, but it's just kind of hard sometimes to pass up, to give up the better player. So I think that's where it comes in, but I think it's the right move. I mean, Seth isn't locking down Steph, Steph Curry on defense um, or John Moran or any of those people. So I think it it makes our team more complete to keep Matisse. And also Matisse is getting good at those corner threes. So I still have hope for him. He can just stand in the corner and play defense and then stand in the corner and shoot threes. And that's fine. Yeah. I mean, the, the argument that many had uh, for Seth over Matisse is that, first of all, of course, Seth has great chemistry with Joel on offense. Seth was excellent in the playoffs, offensively, especially. Um, and Matisse has not shown the ability to really do a ton on offense. Um, I do think that Matisse's cutting is going to be really good with a high-level passer like Harden. Um, and I just think that the, the opportunities that Matisse creates on defense is going to be really important. Um, and I think that having a, a wild card and, and consistent defender like him um, is going to be – I think that he has a lot of room to grow, and I would bet on him uh, – continuing to do that. Dan, um, I feel like you were similar on this, that you, you would prefer to, I know that you would have given up either of, the, either of them to get it done, but I think that you were similar that you would have preferred to give up Seth over Matisse as well. I was kind of 50, 50. Um, I, I understand what Seth brings. I also think, um, I think a lot of people looked at what he did in the playoffs last year and like, he was great in the playoffs, but he shot 60% from three. Um, I'm not sure we can, quite expect in the Hawks series to shot 60% from three. I'm not sure we can quite expect that to happen again. Matisse was also really bad. Um, that's, they might not meet in the middle, right? Like Seth could easily outplay Matisse again in the playoffs. Um, but I like that Matisse brings some athleticism to the team. Um, and obviously the defense is, is nice. I think the, the defense was not super helpful when he was like incessantly fouling Trey Young last year. Um, but it was his second year in the league. And I think it's very, very possible. He's learned a lot from that. Um, and he has been playing really well lately. He's been getting more minutes than ever. He's with the starters. Um, like Emily pointed out, he's been shooting well. Uh, the best he shot since the beginning of his rookie year. Um, I'm, I'm under no illusion that this is permanent because he's – not a very good shooter and he doesn't have good form and sometimes guys get hot but he's had success in the dunker spot I think he's been um Doc has found a way this year to make him less useless on offense like maybe not useless useless is almost like a compliment like less of a less of a complete like harm on offense um and I think that that is really encouraging going forward the fact that you don't have to have him off the floor most of the game knowing that, you know, you have a Dwight Howard or Andre Drummond who can't shoot, in addition to the fact that 
you know, when Ben is not being fouled off the court in the playoffs, he's a guy who is in the condition and is good enough to play like 45 minutes in a pivotal game seven when he's not, when the hack event isn't happening. And we've seen it, you know, we've seen Ben can play these minutes and should play these minutes. That leaves Matisse only, you know, a handful of minutes in a real game seven. If, 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 you know, a must win game when, when Ben is, is not, or if Ben is shooting at least like what, 55% from the foul line it, enough to keep him on the floor. And so I think the fact that Ben is gone probably opens things up for Matisse. Even if you don't want to play Matisse, um, like just whenever, if you want to play him more selectively, I also think that you make the case that I would make the case that getting hard unless you pay, play Seth more selectively. We saw how Seth got picked on on the defensive end. And I think that not having such a few set minutes when Ben's off the court, when Matisse is really playable is kind of big. Like that, that lets you play Matisse in the minutes where he's going to be most helpful and you still have Danny Green for the others. So um, I'm cool with keeping Matisse. I know a lot of people preferred Seth pretty strongly. Um, and I know a lot of others prefer Matisse pretty strongly. Like I said, it was pretty 50, 50, but um, I'm, I'm very, I'm very happy with it. I, I would have been happy either way. I kind of expected to give both. And so the fact we only gave one is great. I thought the value was totally fine on this. I mean, I don't know you guys I, with this fucking Ben shit, I got to the point where it was great trade. Who'd we get territory? I was, I was ready to go. So you trade him for, you know, the other day Tyrese Halliburton got traded and I was like, man, Daryl better be getting hard. You know, it was like, I, I would have been really, really upset if he didn't get hard in this week, you know? Um, so the reporting this week was really funny because especially these last few days, because on Wednesday, uh, Brian Windhorst, uh, comes out on ESPN, uh, Wednesday morning and he goes, I got some news folks. All right. I listen, listen, listen right here. He goes, we're in the deal zone with Philly and Brooklyn we're, we're safely tucked away here in the deal zone. Uh, I won't tell you it's totally going to happen, but it's going to happen. You know, they're talking. They're exchanging some negotiations and, and we're, 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 we're in the deal zone, babe. And Brian goes away. He goes on to Mike Greenberg's show. He brings out the same phrase. He goes, babe, we're in the fucking deal zone. I don't know how, how else you want me to say it, but we're in the deal zone. And he goes, um, Greeny says, does James Harden want this? He goes, ho, ho. He wants this really badly. This is really going to happen. Then Woj, his colleague, comes on two hours later. Woj says, Philadelphia and Brooklyn have never had one conversation about it. <laughs> they're not talking whatsoever. People are saying they're talking. People, by the way, your friend and colleague, Brian Windhorst, who said on this network two hours earlier that we're in the deal zone. So what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so I don't know if you guys want to get on the same page, but like, what are you doing? So there was also Brian, like silence from ESPN for a while after that. Silence. So um, like, so then you don't hear from Windhorst for a while. Like then a few hours later, like meekly, Windhorst comes back on the air and they're like, hey, Brian, any updates? And he's like, um, I think they're talking. Um, um, yeah, it's going, going to conversations. And like, Woj is like, no conversations that I've heard of. Nobody's talking. 
And like, it was kind of taking the wind out of my sails because I was like, what the fuck is going on? But this morning, Woj says, they're going to talk. Philadelphia is very motivated. Everybody's very motivated. It's lots of motivation. Um, James Harden doesn't want to publicly request for a trade, but he really wants to go to Philadelphia. (laughs) So what exactly is the difference? Woj writes a a report today that goes on ESPN that says James Harden wants a trade to Philadelphia by 3 p.m. today, but he doesn't want to make a trade request. So um, what exactly is the difference? (laughs) Like, Like, Emily, can you help me with that? No, I can't. And it's like he doesn't want to name a team, but... He wants to be a Philadelphia 76er by 3 p.m. on uh, February 10th. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Um, so what else do we have here? So when we think about um, the Sixers trade deadline or, or where, the, uh, where the Sixers is, are stacking up here, um, what do you think the Sixers look like right now in comparison to the Brooklyn Nets? Like now the Nets have, oh, hey, here's something. Is Paul Millsap going to play on the Sixers, Emily? What do we think? Does he play at all? I don't know. No. <laughs> no. No. No, he won't be. Okay, great. What are we doing um, with him, though? That's what I. That's more importantly what I. He's. 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 I would be. I'd be surprised if he wasn't bought out because I think there's enough players that will potentially be bought out that are so much better that like fill actual positions of need for the Sixers whether it's a wing, a guard, a backup five, like, and I think the Sixers are, are pretty desirable in the buyout market. Like arguably the most they've been since they got Bellinelli and Ilyasova. Um, and, and I know that the years following that Sixers fans were like kind of overly optimistic because it was like, we got two key contributors to our rotation going into the playoffs off of the buyout market. Um, I think that of any year since this is the year most likely to have that because the the years in between there wasn't really room like James Ennis and Mike Scott were just like in the rotation we didn't make any big moves at the deadline and we didn't have a thinned out rotation it wasn't a surprise we were going to the playoffs um this year we just traded you know two rotation players for one so that's at least one spot opened up Plus, I, I would imagine the Sixers feel they could do better than Furkan. Um, I would imagine that, that Shake Milton is not their ideal, like, full-time bench guard So once he comes back. And so I do think that they're pretty, a pretty desirable spot for, like, one, they're, they're just, like, inarguably contenders at this point. And of the contenders um, – I think that they have the most minutes to give. Like if you're Dennis Schroeder and you get bought out. He's in Houston now. Well, he's in Houston for now, but he's a a pretty clear buyout candidate. And I would love him coming off the bench. I think he would be a great pickup on, you know, a minimum as a buyout for the rest of the year. And I mean, we're talking about a guy who I think got like pretty close to being all defensive second team, just like a year ago. And you know, can do a little bit of scoring, like a very, very good guard off the bench. Um, would be a huge upgrade over shape. That's a guy who could become available. And if you're him, I mean, I'm not him. And there might be a completely different factor. Maybe he hates the cold, right? Maybe he doesn't like someone on the, who knows? There could be a million reasons that he picks one team over another. But just like for, for a neutral guard looking for, for 
the, you know, a team to pick in the buyout market. If you have your choice, the Sixers are a contender who's offering you pretty, pretty real minutes, like pretty significant minutes. Um, the same could be said from the wing. Like I said, I, I, the Sixers could do better than Furkan, I would imagine, especially, you know, he's been so bad shooting the ball this year, even though he's been better in other ways. Um, they've almost, they've gotten more utility out of him as just like a, a backup ball handler. And so I think there's minutes to give. I, I, I would imagine Millsap gets waived because I think that they like, besides the fact Millsap probably is just not going to play, I think they probably like, you know, more than one guy on the buyout market and feel good about their chances to get more than one guy on the buyout market. And a guy like Bassey, just, just to catch lobs and set screens for Harden, even just makes some sense, you know, in that way. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you think about how the Sixers stack up against um, uh, the Nets. And something funny that happened is about four hours ago, they pre-taped the All-Star Draft. And Kevin Durant is one of the gentlemen picking the All-Star Draft. Um, And uh, uh, KD, for his first pick, his first overall pick, did pick Joel Embiid. but somebody who he's refused to pick, apparently, uh, we've been recording while this has been airing, but somebody who he's refused to pick. Now, they, they taped this apparently right after the trade happened. He refused to pick James Harden. Um, now, uh, our, our intern producer, Drew, has been telling us about um, what exactly has been going on here. Apparently, he has such hurt feelings about um, Harden that he has gone so far as to select Rudy Gobert, who nobody ever selects in anything. Um, So listen, forget it. Um, Kevin Durant is very hurt feelings about James Harden, which I love. I love all the bad blood. I mean, it's tremendous. Now we have to talk about Joel's tweet when we talk about the bad blood. Wait, real quick, hang on, real quick. I just just want to say that the fact that like Harden is clearly one of the best players available as soon as you start the reserve draft. And LeBron was just pushing Durant's buttons, yes. like trying to make him take Harden, and he wouldn't do it. 
was so it. like on LeBron's part, very, very, very funny. A great bit, a great bit by an unfunny person, LeBron. It was well done. Um, so these teams hate each other right now. There was a great back and forth with Joel and KD months ago, which was good natured, but but very respectful shit talking. Um, Harden, very bitter uh, exit from Brooklyn. Uh, ben Simmons and Joel clearly don't like each other. Euron Weissman uh, wrote something that uh, has lots of reporting, which I need to read, but I think has details on Joel and Ben's relationship. But Joel tweeted the gif of the guy outside the guy's funeral after he died uh, in reference to Ben no longer being on the Sixers. So making sure he, making sure he's dead is the correct. Is the, yes. <laughs> so no, talk I, to me, go ahead. I'm just gonna say I sent, I was dying and I sent it to my dad and my dad was like, I don't get it. Yeah. And then, cause my dad is like 50 something years old. And so then NBC sports Philly, what was that face Dan? Why are you, do you think my dad's old too? My dad is 70. Your dad's only 50 something. My, yeah. My dad's in his seventies too. Well, then you guys have old dads and I have. Yeah. Oh, my dad's, I call my dad old all the time. My dad just turned 61 yesterday. And I'm the oldest one here. And look he's at a my, child, Emily. Look at my dad having a baby young. Good job, dad. <laughs> Good on you. Um, but I, there was like an NBC Sports Philly article that kind of explained the meme. And then my dad was like, but I still don't get it. Who is it in the picture? Is it someone famous? And I'm like, if this article didn't work, like I cannot explain memes to you any further. So then I talked to him on the way home. He was like, yeah, I just, I thought maybe it'd be easier to explain if we were talking over text. So he like kind of gets it now, but bless his heart. So uh, Emily, talk to me about this new rivalry, which is just set up on so many levels. First of all, they're both going to be good teams. I have, I have no fear of Brooklyn. Kevin Durant's incredible. Kyrie Irving's uh, part-time researcher, part-time basketball player. I'm not worried about Ben, certainly in Philadelphia. Um, is there any like strat? Sorry, I'm interrupting so well. you. Is there any strategy involved in the playoffs of wanting the Brooklyn Nets to have a higher seed so they have more home games that Kyrie cannot play in? I don't. I don't know that you can really do much about that. But <laughs> I have heard, heard people talk about how yeah. they have um, uh, about how Brooklyn might strategize that way, the opposite to get a lower seed. But they're going to be in the fucking play-in as it stands now. So well, I don't yeah. know. You know. The, the East right now is so close throughout that yeah. um, if any strategy does come up, it might be, might be on the very last game of the season because it is packed. Yeah, it is. Um, so, Emily, your thoughts on this budding rivalry now? I think it's really fun. It's really fun that there are teams that are, like, so close together geographically. Um, it will be interesting to see if the – like Joel Drummond rivalry then is reignited also is this just like was he gonna be like he's just been being fake nice to me for these you know six months he actually really does hate me still (laughs) um and it's just it's fun it's some of like the best players in the world aka Katie and Joel going at each other um and not in like a malicious way just in like a very competitive way and then you have the the Harden KD thing you know, they were in Oklahoma City together, then they were reunited, then Harden wanted out. It's just, there's a lot of layers of uh, relationships here and it's gonna, I feel like it's gonna make for a really fun basketball. I can't, I can't wait. Dan, uh, your thoughts on the rivalry and all that? 
I mean, there's definitely a rivalry. I think that Embiid and Drummond will not have. I think Embiid really liked Drummond while he was. I, do, I don't. I think, actually do too. I don't think there's going to be much there. Um, between Embiid and and Ben, I think if if we get a seven game series, we probably get like one like they stand too close to each other and get double technicals. I don't think anything much happens, right? Like nothing really happens in the NBA, and plus Embiid doesn't really do a lot of that anymore. Um, I have no doubt they dislike each other. Like M- Embiid. Like, I cannot tell you how nice it feels for Embiid to be openly against Ben now, like, when he has, like, pretend. Oh, that's phenomenal. Unbelievable. But, you know, in terms of a series against the Nets, I would pretty confidently pick the Sixers. Like, this – maybe maybe I'll look stupid later. But, like, if they played each other – I'm just thinking back to last season. Like – before the Nets trading for James Harden, I did not have the Nets as the best team in the East. And Kyrie was a full-time player at that point. Um, I, I think I had the Nets as like the three seed um, behind, I want to say, like Toronto, who ended up having an awful year, who's actually looking great right now, and and um, Milwaukee. And um, the Sixers ended up getting the one seed. They played way better than I thought they would last year. But um, without Harden, I was not that high on the Nets. Like, I think they're a, a great team. Um <laughs> But they, and, and I think that people might, without like putting too much extra thought in, think, well, yeah, they lost Harden, they got Ben, they're still like a big three in some way. Well, the, the Harden, Kyrie, Durant, Ness were 13 and three when they were together. Like they were, I, I mean, n- no team that year, no team this year is, was touching that team. Like that team was far better than any team in the league when they were all together, when they were all healthy. Um, there was not a lot of, you know, turn taking when they were healthy. It was, it was like they were playing together and they were playing great basketball um, and they were winning games like 150 to 130. It was, it was wild. Um, with Ben, Ben is nowhere near what Harden gives you. What Harden gave you last year, Harden was MVP level before he got hurt last year. Ben is not giving you close to that. Ben is not, I mean, people like compare him to Draymond. Ben doesn't give you the like, you know, the little things not in the box score that Draymond gave you. Ben doesn't defend inside like Draymond gave you. Ben doesn't shoot like prime Draymond could. Like, they're, they're not comparable players. And what you're getting is, is a, a very good, very flawed Ben Simmons. And what the Nets gave, like I said, I going back to, like I said, I didn't pick the Nets to win the conference. And I, I didn't think they would before they got hardened last year. Um, the rest of that team had some good players that they gave up to just get hardened that they don't have back now that they don't have them, right like like I don't think would, would the Cavs trade Jared Allen straight out for Ben Simmons right now like they, they might not and so that was a big part of that trade Karis LeVert is having a phenomenal year this year he was a big part of that trade um phenomenal might be strong but it's probably the best year he's had and he was a big part of that trade and um like you, like they traded a bunch of guys. You go down the list, and like they really thinned out. And the rest of their team um, is old. Like they're old and slow and unathletic, and like even worse than they were last year because they're all old. Um, I, 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 I think the Sixers win that series. Like I think they win it in like five or six. I don't think it would go seven. Kyrie's playing every other game. Durant is great, but like 
Give me Embiid over anyone. Give me if Harden truly is healthy and the hamstring is not why he was playing poorly and he was pissed at his situation and he was moping and he gets motivated in Philly. Give me Harden as soon as you give me Durant. Like the, the Sixers are so good right now. I'm so excited. I I I, I can't believe we did this. it. This is this is going to be the be- this is going to be by far the best Sixers team I've seen. I think. Um, Butler was Butler was really good, but Harden is much better even now than Butler was then. Um, even with Harden having a quote unquote down year, Embiid is better than he's ever been. Um, ben Ben has never shown me anything in, in later in the playoffs. Like I, I I'm not worried about it. And and T- Tobias, I think more so than Tobias when he had Jimmy, when he had Ben, guys who probably in some ways are helpful to their teammates. Tobias Harris is really going to benefit from James Harden, I think. And Matt, we have Massey now, who is a change of pace. He's so fast. He's getting better and better. He's gaining confidence. Joel loves him. Um, I am ecstatic to watch this team play basketball as a whole. I'm more confident than I've ever. The Sixers were the one seed last year for the first time that I can remember. The first time that I'm old enough to remember. And I had such little confidence in them going into the playoffs. I don't care what happens this year when you have Maxi and Harden and Embiid playing like this. And Tobias Harris is your fourth best player who, if he gets hot, great. And hopefully they get some buyouts to fill up the bench. And you have Matisse and Danny Green. Like, this is a team that can win. And I am so excited. Listen, folks, we have one last thing and we can make it quick. What number should James Harden wear? He cannot wear number 13 because I wore that in Little League. So what number should James Harden wear? Uh, Emily, um, I'd love to hear what you think. Um, I don't, I haven't really put a lot of thought into this, Steve. So does Dan have an answer? I'm I'm Dan. This I question. know Dan does have an answer, and Dan has That's a great answer. Yeah, a lot of people are saying it. James Harden will look good in the number eleven, and I agree. I do. I agree. He would look good in eleven. The right answer is that James Harden should wear twenty-five. Right? Like, <laughs> come on, just take just, take just take Ben's number. Everyone can take, take the over kids the jersey. Number. Take the kids. Tape it number. over, Ben. <laughs> like, no one's even gonna remember Ben was here. The people were. Here's, here's another thing, all right? When people when people talk about the things Ben gives you, besides defense, when they talk about – Ben's a great defender. Harden is – I think Harden is underrated as a defender. He's obviously nowhere near Ben as a defender. I, like, they're not in the same – Well, and he, I, I will say he hasn't been breaking a sweat on that for the no, last couple of weeks. No, when he wants to, James Harden yeah. is legitimately a good defender um, when he wants to. Um, uh, I'm not going to – Ben is a million times better. I'm not comparing yeah. on that. But the other things Ben gives you, People act like these are such unique things that Ben gives you. They're like, he's a good passer. He's a good rebounder. James Harden is averaging over 10 assists and over eight rebounds. Numbers that Ben Simmons has not cracked. Okay, like people think that Ben is so unique because the Sixers have not had a guard in like since Allen Iverson. And James Harden is going to blow people's minds with how well he plays basketball. I can't James wait. Harden in his down year in his down year, is averaging, when he's literally not trying, is averaging 22, 10, and 8, okay? Like, this is going to be unbelievable. I cannot wait to see it. And people are going to, I think people are, if he is locked in, people are going to love him. Emily, have you come up with a number? 
No, I like I like dancing. I love it. All right. Um, I you know what? Three in a row. We're all going 25. Um, listen, yeah. we're gonna be back with you. We're gonna do a podcast at some point on Sunday. We're all very busy uh people, but we're gonna try to I don't do have bowling Sunday. this Sunday. You don't have bowling, but there is a Super Bowl. Um, I probably won't be around. I got a big exam on that. It might not be around. Uh, I have to say one more thing, though. Please. On the the topic of James Harden, I just want to say that I feel slightly vindicated in my non-offseason James Harden trade because if that trade were to have gone down, Tyrese Maxey would have been included. Oh, you're you're not last season. Yeah. Yeah. And so now we have james harden and tyrese maxi therefore i think i was right the whole time yeah well and max is incredible <laughs> and we didn't know maxi was this good i'll yeah. say this it I would have steve- hurt to see him on brooklyn this good it would have hurt i know i know steve has to go soon i want to say this real quick um daryl's still a weirdo daryl <laughs> daryl killed this daryl daryl did so good daryl killed it and i think you know um if you want to call me wrong, sure, I'll say I was wrong. Really, I, it was it was a level of frustration where I was like, I wasn't even saying it was the smart thing to get this over with. It was like get this over with. I'm yeah, not I'd even. Like I'm, st- I'm still not convinced that that keeping Ben Simmons is the reason we got James Harden because I think James Harden saying I want to be a Sixer is the reason we have James Harden. Um, but maybe 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 by keeping Simmons we keep Maxi now, right? Like I think I think that Daryl did a phenomenal right. job. Maybe he got a bit lucky. He he probably got, I mean, maybe he got a bit lucky, but what was the caveat we said this whole time, this whole time is that first of all, Daryl is tampering. Daryl should be tampering. Daryl did tamper. And (laughs) Daryl knows way more than we do about other stars, specifically James Harden. And what we said this whole time is like, if if Ben is still a sixer this whole time, Daryl better be pretty damn sure that James Harden wants to come to Philadelphia. And James Harden, told the Nets one team is that he wants to go to Philadelphia and on an expiring that took every other team out of it. He then opted in. He's no longer even expiring. No for longer the Sixers, expiring. Uh-huh. And Daryl absolutely killed it. He, he Unreal. killed it. I also am willing to admit when Dan's wrong and this is one of those times and, and we just have to live with that. Um, mazel tov to Daryl. Mazel tov to us. James Harden is a Sixer. Ben, ben Simmons is not. What a fucking world. Um, we'll be back with you uh, this weekend. This is great. Drew, we love you. Thank you for your help. If not for Drew, we would be streaming this to no one. Uh, and we might be. I don't even know. We um, had no idea what we were doing. No idea. Um, listen to the podcast. Follow us on wherever. Goodbye. We love you. Be safe and be, be safe and be great. There it is. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. 
You can add the Fundrise Flagship Fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise Flagship Fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. Support for this show comes from Wix Studio. Designers and devs, you might be able to do your thing better on Wix Studio, a web platform with everything you need to deliver bespoke sites hyper-efficiently. Design teams get a ton of smart features that can take the grind out of web creation without it costing per-pixel control. Dev teams, you get a zero-setup, developer-first environment, combined with an AI code assistant and your preferred IDE for rapid deployment. Search Wix Studio today to explore the full range of features.